Places, please. Places for the top of Theater Countdown. Well, what's the time? Well, it's got to be close to midnight. You know what's close to midnight? 11 o'clock. And that's when some of the best numbers in musical theater happen. Hi, everybody. It's me, your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron. I'm here with my best, Cheryl's. It's me, Asmarette Geber mckell Very impressed with your opening, by the way. Did you, did you like you that? You really tied That's... everything. I loved it. It kind of just flowed out, I think. <laughs> because we're You're back. A vessel we're... for 11 o'clock number magic. I, if there's anything that I've always felt like I am, it's a vessel for musical theater geekatry of all <laughs> kinds. So let me be that vessel for for all of you, really. You truly um, are. We're back, back, back again with Theater Countdown, the Razzly Dazzliest theater podcast in the history of history. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? I would say Shirls, and yeah. uh, just to just to get it out of the way, because I like mm. to just get the the housekeeping out of the way. You can follow us on the socials at Theater Countdown R E Theater R E um, on Instagram and TikTok, and at Theater Count on Twitter. Um, and of course, rate, follow, subscribe. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you agree or disagree with. Yeah, that's true. And we've just found out because we're we're technically savvy as we should be at our ages that uh, you can subscribe and get all of our bonus episodes where we really break it down to the 15 through 11 very easily on iTunes and Spotify, yep. or you can do it on Patreon. So there's lots of very easy ways to dig even deeper with us if you want to. And don't you want to? I mean, I yeah. would. Yeah, if I wasn't us. If I wasn't I us, am. I would want to dig deep with us. And I do say, I say that meaning that I am, I am, and you are, we are both of us, we. We are. <laughs> I am you, you are me. We're we a two-headed monster. <laughs> we are two -headed me. monster. And we're, we're two, <laughs> two-headed theater monster, but like a Sesame Street monster. Right, a friendly monster, not a, oh. like a monster monster. Should we do the rest of the episode in friendly says Probably. Mr. voices? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I thought you were just saying, should we do the rest of the episode? I was like, yeah, maybe we should. Oh, I was going to say we should do it in, <laughs> like the, in friendly monster voices, but I don't know for my chords. I just don't know that that would work. How are your chords, Carnegie Hall? My chords are, let's just say they're very warm. They're very warm from, from two weeks of working on Mozart, her story, which had two glorious performances at Carnegie Hall Sunday night and and uh, and and last night it's Tuesday I'm just gonna give up the ghost and, and reveal behind the curtain that we're recording on a Tuesday folks um and I, <laughs> oh you're getting so real I know I just really like want to be transparent you know um mm. it was I, I had an amazing time I watched my best friend Stephanie Clemens direct this beast of a show uh and I got to work with some old friends, new friends, incredible talents, Kennedy Coggle, Justin Sargent, um, Itai Benson, Sasha Hutchings, Morgan Marcel, uh, Zach Heiser. Uh, just like, it's just, it was an amazing group of people. Bob Cuccioli, my dear that's... friend, Bob Cuccioli from the old Reefer Madness reading. Um... I want us to make a t-shirt that's got you and Bob Cuccioli set up as the Wicked poster. I think we've... <laughs> We've done so much work setting up the relationship between you and Bob Cuccioli and the show that I want to see it. I want. Do you him... know what? Do you know what? We actually had such a blast on this, and yeah. I, that the Wicked poster is, is actually accurate as to my role in Bob's life in Mozart for the last two weeks. It was basically me just like saying shit under my breath and making him laugh. It was like it was really like a point of pride, and a real full circle moment for us. So, I want to okay. I want to give that up to you on every <laughs> level. I think that you are the under your breath comic slam <laughs> queen. I think it's safe to say always have been. You know what? After this, I I I would agree with you. You see it? You feel it? I I see it. I feel it. All the all the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Own it. Um, That's really cool. It was Carnegie Hall is cool. Yeah. 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 It was uh, really fun. How are you? I, what's what's new with you, Cheryl's? Well, Last week was a 
banging week. I everything I possibly could do, I did last week. We yeah. did a, a Broadway sessions. I think we recorded two of these bad boys. We sure did. Um, I filmed two episodes of my Dance Captain web series, and uh, then went off to do uh, a three day. 575 numbers worth of dance competition in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, which my goodness. is, you know, more than anyone. I that's do. A whole bunch of lotta. Um, and it's a really great job and I have a really good time, but it is, that's a lot. It's like, the, it's, you're just sitting in a chair, but the yeah. mental stamina that it takes to yeah. kind of remain engaged and stay present and stay with it and, a lot of when I'm not judging, I'm emceeing. So a lot of what I'm doing is trying to send good juju and energy to the stage for the yeah. eight-year-old girls who are dancing to uh, "Naughty" by Christina Aguilera. Yes, wearing dirty, you know, wearing <laughs> tinsel diapers and and pasties, and you're like, I don't understand. But by all means, don't let the drag queens read your kid a story. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> but um, geez, Louise, but. Uh, it's fun and I get so I Jones for the musical theater category. I want I want there to be some musical theater and there's always like just only a couple entries. So if you're a dance competition kid and you're listening, do a musical theater solo. Make daddy happy. Yeah. You know? You know, I are there fewer of those? Is it more like content like contemporary and like like actually like, like pop music like versus like girls. A lot of the the show tunes that I know and love now came from the fact that like dancers were were using that music in dance competitions when we were it coming is, up. Yeah. Not as much anymore. Yeah, so yeah. it's a lot of contemporary. And unfortunately I think where we've skewed wrong is that people have associated contemporary dance with a lack of music. So it's just like crying cellos for two and a half minutes, or it's like a didgeridoo in outer space for two minutes, mm. or even worse, it's a British guy talking about your id and your ego. And you're like, but you're 12 and you've got to point yeah. your feet. I just don't know how this applies to you or me to anyone, um, you know. With your underdeveloped id. Right, <laughs> get the id up. <laughs> Can we raise the bar on this id before we take it on, Dr. Freud? That's right. Um, all that being said, it is just mentally exhausting. And that is why I I got yesterday, of course, our flight was three hours delayed back. And then oh. and then we got turned around on the tarmac to go back because there was a mechanical issue. So I wheeled up to my apartment at like 2 a.m. So I spent most of yesterday trying to check boxes, get things done while making this sound. I I whimper to myself, Charles. Listen, whatever it takes. I I truly understand that. That actually, I spent most of yesterday in bed too. We had a we had a rehearsal all day Sunday, and then we had a performance, and everybody was just wrecked. Yeah. So before rehearsal yesterday, I did quite a bit of whimpering on on my own. Yeah, I get it. Pre pretending you're, but this is what we signed up for. It's we and we love all of it. Yeah, we do. We're grateful as can be. <laughs> We're so. <laughs> <laughs> Grateful. <laughs> Speaking of grateful, yeah. I'm so grateful that things have happened in our community over the last oh. several weeks because I think we it might have like some theater news. We interrupt our program to bring you this theater news. That's right. Exciting it's hot. Stuff. It's sexy. It's theater news. <laughs> it's all of it. You know who's hot and sexy? Tell me. JoJo. You know what's a hot, sexy show? Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Rouge. You know what's going to get real hot and sexy together? JoJo as Satine in Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge, that's right. Yeah, that's happening. That was just announced. I am very excited about that. Are you a big JoJo fan? I love JoJo. JoJo came to see us in London when we were doing Dreamgirls because she and Ashley, uh, Ashley, that's her Amber sister, Amber Riley, hello, uh, she and Amber are really good friends. And so Jojo came to the show and afterwards I got to meet her and chat with her and she was asking me about vocal control and things like that. I was like, what is this really happening? Um, can, can you help yeah, me out? Because yeah. I think I am 
I missed the JoJo train when JoJo's pop music and every actor and like great vocalist that I know always raves about how fierce JoJo is. Yes. And I guess I won't know till I see the show, but, it, but is JoJo like the fiercest of the fierce? Oh my God. Get out. That, uh, yes. You just need to go on like, go on, on like Spotify or something and look and, and look up JoJo's like big hits, but she can sing anything. She's like, she's like such a strong, um, presence in pop music from like late nineties, early two, like two thousands. Yeah. 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 Our, our time. That's why I don't, our I don't know how I missed her. I mean, you but were, no, I don't you have were to. cutting foot loose probably. It's, it's entirely likely. <laughs> it's, enti it's entirely likely. And when you're doing that, my God, there's nothing left for Jojo. That's right. It's such that's a right. self, a self-indulgent pastime cutting loose. Exactly. Cutting foot um, loose. That's cool. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I also was like, really? What? I I'm here for it. They just showed pictures of her trying on like the costumes and she oh, they looks, did. Look, yeah, she looks she looks she looks hot. I'm just gonna say it, she looks hot. Well, this is hot, sexy theater news, so she better. So yeah, <laughs> or, or else what's the point? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, we have some shows that are in previews right now, and I think you saw one of them, Ben. I did. What did you see? Yes. Tell us about it. I saw Bad Cinderella, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Bad Cinderella, hitherto called Cinderella in the UK, but now titled Bad Cinderella, which I think is a very risky choice when it comes okay. to review time. Uh -oh. Well, I just think you're asking for it, right? If the, if a critic doesn't like it, you've given them their headline. It's too easy. It's too easy. The fruit is hanging so low on that. Um, I did see it. The cast is remarkable. Carolee Carmelo, who you know that I love, is... Mm hilarious Lynette Ganau is wonderful um everyone in, of course the cast is amazing the cast is amazing I'm going to just offer a hot take and this is opinion only so hit me back with what you all think but I don't think we need any more twisted up fairy tales as musicals and I'm going to say this for Bad Cinderella and I'm going to say it for Wonderland which was existed yes. a ways back. And it was like, let's really modernize and try to be cool. But mostly it's like really old white dudes that are like in charge and no one will tell them no. And so what it comes across as like, this is what we think the kids are into. Mm -hmm. And it feels um, not as cool as maybe they think it does. Um, and so perhaps I, a hair out of touch. A, a hair. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I do encourage you to go see it. If you're in New York City and you, I mean, let's face it, you didn't get a ticket to Hamilton or else you would be at that. So if you didn't get your ticket to Hamilton, you know, go see Bad Cinderella. And then, and then you tell me what you think. Um, You were sitting in front of someone pretty fancy. Oh, right, 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 right. That's the best part. Sorry. Um, So I was so hard. I was so busy trying to edit myself in my review of Bad Cinderella that I, I, that I forgot all about the fact that I sat four rows behind Andrew Lloyd Webber and he came out oh, and me. you can't miss him. He looks like uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber and he like is ushered down by two big security guards and he's got a twink on his side. I don't know why he has a twink, but he's got his twink. Why and not? Um, why not? It's accessory for fall, spring. Um, everyone's everyone's carrying twink. Um, and he sat down and I took a video of him because I could see his bald spot and I felt myself communing and sending him telepathic messages of appreciation and love through his uh, the accessibility of his bald spot, his moonroof, his sun sunroof. Um, and I did see a guy across the aisle from him get up and ask him for a photo. Mm -hmm. And and ALW shot that down pretty quick. I think he, in previews, you know, he's like thinking about this show, like, yeah. you know. So he shut him down. But I got some real good Android Weber bald spot contents. That is awesome. Yeah. He was I just allegedly... I, he was allegedly going to come to one of our presentations, um, but didn't make it. Clearly, his show is in previews. And I was like, he's not coming to this. He's got bigger fish to fry right now. Um, but Tegan Summer, who wrote our show, Mozart, is producing, I believe, Aspects of Love in the West End this summer. And you know or how off I feel. West like... End. I can't remember. But they're, they're, they're bringing that show back. I know. You I know, know how I feel about it. it. Yeah. Seeing is believing. Now that's some hot, sexy theater news. That's that is some hot, sexy theater news. <laughs> uh, what um, else is coming to the West End? 
Uh, oh, it was just announced that they're doing Stranger Things. They're doing a stage production of Stranger Things that's going to premiere in the West End this summer, which is really cool. I'm very interested to see how that's how that's going to go. It sounds like it's taking a um, it's taking a lead from the Harry Potter play. Yeah, like, let's it's take the same producers as well. Smart. Yeah, they know what's yeah. up. Exactly. Um, speaking of the West End, they are also putting in uh, a Black Linda, Lucy St. Louis, uh, Alexi Kadame, who was Elphaba before, and my friend Ryan Reed, who I did Dreamgirls with as Fiero, which is I very exciting. Love that. Mm -hmm. That's And that's the first time that's been done. So we have... Yes. That's amazing. I've never yes. understood that why it took so... I mean, let's be frank about this. Particularly... There shouldn't be parameters put on any of these roles, but particularly yeah. in the case of Elphaba, the fact that we've not had more black actresses play Elphaba is just bizarro to me. Because... I don't understand it. And actually, Lexi was the first. She's green. I believe she was the first black Elphaba. Sekon Sanglo, who we know, was the standby, mm -hmm. but she didn't have the role. Yeah. I think I think Alexia was the first one in London to to do it. Um, yeah. I also replaced her in Book of Mormon in the West End. Oh, cool! 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 Well, Nat, I think it's it sends, listen, it representation matters. And now every little kid who goes to see Wicked in the West End gets to go. I mean, once again, in the case of Elphaba, she's green. But you get to go, oh, my gosh, I see me on, on stage in this wildly popular thing. I count, I matter, I belong. Yep. Bam. Exactly. Bam. Uh, and Nessa Rose, Kimberlane Sprawl, just took over uh, in Wicked on Broadway. Yeah. this week probably tonight yeah. actually um as nessa i think she's the first black nessa rose yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and Alyssa fox uh is taking over as alphaba i think That's tonight right. yes for the 20th anniversary yeah oh my gosh yeah 20th anniversary 20 years that's uh, wild that's i don't know what to do about it ah. i'm gonna do what i've always done which is milk the fact that i was in it for the yeah. next 20 years there were so many people that I worked with in the last couple of weeks who all did Wicked and didn't know that I was in it because I was in it so long oh. ago. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah. Jenna Lee Green, who uh -huh. was Vanessa Rose on the tour and, and also covered Alphaba. That, that's um, when you go, you pull down the old the old graph and you go, look at my resume. Do you think there's any way I missed Wicked along the road? Someone's putting me that. in Wicked at some point here. I appreciate that. For God's sake. For God's sake. For God's sake. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <laughs> oh, I wanted to say something about the Stranger Things play. In New York, there's a parody musical oh, yeah. of Stranger Things called Stranger Sings. Yes. And I have seen that, and it is fucking hilarious. It's all original music that they've written, and all, it is so zany and, and hilarious, and there's a dancing demigorgon. And bar, there's like a Barb's Lament. It is hilarious really? to be, oh my gosh, it's so funny. And I think that's also going to the UK. So look at the UK, getting all the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. As well as, this is our last UK little factoid. Uh, they're doing an immersive Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, is it a musical? Uh, that's a good question. I actually don't know. I feel like it is, but it they, is. they did a musical in Toronto of Lord of the Rings. Yes, I auditioned for that. What what did you have to do for the audition for that? I had to speak fairy language. Like they, <sighs> they sent me these like these chants that kind of sounded like Gaelic, but I think they created an entire language for this show. So I had to learn it. It was like very, the music was very sort of like ambient sounding. And he was like, oh, what a, like it was like legit chanting. Wow. That's, I feel like that's cool. I don't know, but it, it didn't cool. go any. It didn't go anywhere past London. Yeah. So I wonder if it was. I, I do know that it was. I heard that it was very expensive. It was a very, very big show, which I guess it would have to be. But yeah, it had a massive set, from what I understand, which yeah. makes sense. But if this new production is going to be immersive, that's not going to. There's not going to be room for pyrotechnics, and I mean, unless you want to kill the audience. Yeah, which seems counterproductive, but. Absolutely. You're not going to get any return customers that way. Yeah, exactly. Are you going to build a fan base? That's right. <laughs> You're blowing them up in the bowels of Mordor every night. <laughs> that has been your hot, sexy theater news. I'm all worked up about it. Uh, uh, I think we should play a game. We have a new game this week, don't we? 
I, I, that's what I hear. It's called oh. Listen to the Harlem traffic outside my window. <laughs> I wonder if we're getting any of the same traffic. <laughs> Not that far away. Uh, um, but we won't tell you where. We can't risk it. Um, what, I guess we need to ask our game master, Chris. We do. Chris, Chris, are you there? I'm here. Hello again. Hi, Chris. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm so good. You wouldn't believe it. I'm feeling, I believe it. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm inclined to believe it, Chris. Yeah. Well, I'm doing pretty good. So uh, we had fun last week with a uh, game, so I figured we would try another game this week. Uh, this game is a straight ripoff of Name That Tune, so much so that I decided we would just use their intro music. So we'll talk about the game on the other side of this. Welcome. Hi again. Welcome to Name That Cast. In this game we're going to we're going to play it's very much uh in the tone of Name That Tune. I will give you two different years to choose from. For this game we're going to do all Broadway opening night casts. If it goes well we can do revivals, we can do other uh West Ends and stuff, but for this one we're just going to do Broadway original opening night cast members. I went through earlier and got the top 5 build cast members from a bunch of different productions. Like I said, I'll give you two different years to choose from. Based on those years, you'll decide what you want to do, and then you will converse back and forth and decide who thinks they can get it in the least amount of cast members. Now, remember, the the first cast member you will get will be the fifth, and then the fourth, third, and then finally number one at the end. And number one and usually number two are giveaways, so if you get that far, then you should have no problem figuring them out. But the objective of the game is to get it in the fewest number of cast members. Okay. Okay. And are these all are these all musicals? Let me look. These are all musicals as well, yes. Okay, because if they were straight plays, you were gonna take me out of the knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these these are all uh, these are all musicals, so we're in good shape, I think. Perfect. Like Blythe Danner. Oh, do I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Oh god. So I'll give you two. So who wants to go first? Let's, let, who won last week? Shirley won last week. She did. Oh, I well, won. then, uh, yeah. I well, then you get, wins close. Well, then you get to go first. I'll give you two years, and you can decide which of those years you want to go through, and then we'll work through the game until we get it sorted out. So let's try 1998 and 2002. Uh, let's go 1998. 1998. All right. So how many names do you think you can name it in then? Uh. Mm. Should I be safe and say five? No. Should I say three? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go five. I'm just going to be conservative. Five. Ben, do you want to counter that? Do you think you can do it in less, or do you want her to name the If it's 1998, I can name it in four. Okay. Back to you, As. This is when it gets... Wait, am I countering? Yes, you sure are. If you think that he's bluffing, you can say name that cast, or you can try to do it in three. Oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say name that cast. Mm. Name that cast. Here it is. This is according to IBDB as well, so I'm not sure if there's some other like a uh, rogue list that would probably be more accurate. But I felt like this was a probably good good place to go to. The site we trust. That's right. <laughs> so here we go. At number three, then Marion Maisie. Ninety-eight. It's ragtime. You got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not a problem at all. See, it's sure, good sure, to start sure. easy. You were going to go Marin Maisie, and then you were going to go Audra McDonald, then you were going to go Brian Stokes Mitchell. Oh, I'd flip it. No? Brian Stokes Mitchell is number five. Audra is four. Marion, and then Mark, and then Peter, number one. But yeah, uh, Brian Stokes Mitchell is number five. Interesting. How about that? Very interesting. A surprise. Oh, yes. Okay, so then that means it is your turn then to start, Ben. You want to pick, uh, let's try 2005 or uh 2003. Mm, let's go 2005. 2005. All right. How many names do you think you can get it in? I'm going to pad this. I can get it in six. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, is that an option? No, nope, I, I guess would, not. I'll, I'll just make up the, the sixth <laughs> name. That's fine. Oh, no, no. Five. I'll, I can do it in five. <laughs> you don't have a sixth one. Charles? So as, do you think you can do it, or do you think you want him to give it a shot? Oh, I, can, I think I can do it. And four, three, two, or I do you want to just... Let's go three. Let's see. Oh. Let's see how I how I go. Ooh, in two thousand five, name that music, name that cast, it's really name for that entertainment, cast. really. Yeah, 
Okay. Okay. So then that's going to be David Hyde Pierce. Oh, spam a lot. You got it. I was in that. (laughs) Well, it's it's hard for me to pick ones that you all haven't been in. So get ready for that. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who is number one? Who's top? Tim Curry? For Spamalot is Hank Azaria. Yeah. Tim Curry at number two. Oh. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, so let's go. Let's try 1975 or 1984. Is this me or Ben? This would be you, yes. Um, 75 or 84. I'm going to go 75. 75. Okay. How many names do you think you can do it in? Four. For Ben, you want to give it a shot, or do you want her to name it? I can seventy-five. I can do it in yeah. three. Yeah, of course three. you can. What do you think, As? Do you want to name it, or do you want to try to do it in two? Oh God! <laughs> oh, seventy-five. This is really Shirley's territory over here. Um, I'm gonna try it in two. You're gonna try it in two. Yeah, you gotta name that cast. For- you you gotta name that cast. <laughs> I'm terrified. You gotta name that cast. Okay, in go two. ahead. So the fifth build person is Mary McCarthy. Okay. And number number four is Barney Martin. <laughs> Come on. It's easy. Barney. Barn. Nah, I'm not good at this. You can't do it. Who is it? Ben, do you want to give it a shot or should I add a name onto it? you got to add a name on that. I, there's <laughs> no way. Barney. Mary Barney and Barney. And Mary. Yeah. The num- number three will be... Gwen Verdon. Oh, fuck! I know. Seventy-five. If you can't do it, then Az has a chance to steal with Gwen Verdon in seventy-five. Though that's the thing. Yeah, because because Chicago was seventy-eight, so it's not Chicago. So well, well before we go any further, I have seventy-five. Yeah, <laughs> 75 I was like, that's Chicago. Chicago. That's Chicago. Well, I have to double check, but I thought it was seventy-five. Nineteen seventy-five. No, because because. Chicago came out the same year the chorus line came out. That was 1978. Because that's kind of the lore of the whole thing. Uh-oh. Yeah, I have it as June 3rd, 1975 at the 46th Street Theater and closed in 77. Yeah, it's, it's, I have 1975 here too. Uh, Really? Have I been walking around <laughs> in this... Wait, so what year did um Listen, what year did chorus line? The countdown is not just for you, everyone listening. This is Very also apparently. educating your hosts. Yeah. Wait, what year? So 75 for chorus line as well. Your whole life has been a lie. Wow. I was three years in the future on that. Holy moly. Okay. Well, I the more you know. That's right. We're learning. 1975. What a it was wild... a teaching moment. We just had a teaching moment on Theater Countdown. And I'm happy for it. I I I feel like I've been running around telling people with a lot of authority in my in my voice that it was 1978. And now look at me, oh, a fool. Look at you, you fool. I've been made a fool. Okay. I feel good about how this is going so far. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I wait, hold so, on. I feel like we just got Ben's shame of the day. That was it. That was Ben's shame. shame. That's for shame. sure shame. <laughs> yeah. Shame. Shame. Shirley's shame spiral has commenced. <laughs> We're there. Gosh, we got there quick. Yeah, well. Okay, let's do one more. How yeah, about let's that? do one more. All right, so let's do... This has the best games. 1980... No, I don't want... 1946? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> or in 2001. 2001. I don't... Did I lose that round? No one lost that round because you learned something. Yeah, let's see. <gasps> oh, my gosh. And when we learn something, we're all winners we all win oh my gosh my immigrant parents would say you lost but yes (laughs) also there's no point system there's no prizes so it's really it doesn't matter too much the stakes are very low my (laughs) evil dad would just call me a faggot again for even talking about it so (laughs) so this isn't a great day for parents So you pick two thousand one. you pick 2001 yeah we don't want to get beaten down by our parents more yeah (laughs) Well, I'm going to hang on to that 40, was it 45 or 46? 46, yeah. I think we'll get to it. I want to do that one, yeah. So that's not going anywhere. That's in the vault. But we're going to go for 2001 for this one. Uh, Ben, do you think you can do it in one name, two, three, four, or five? Or what do you think? 2001? 2001. How many names do you think you can grab it in? I can do it in two. Two names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2001. Yeah, yeah. As do you want him to try to do it? Or do you want to say you can do it in one? 
I'm gonna do it in one. Do it in one. This is this is as risky as you can do it. Yeah. I'm so nervous right now. I'm terrified. I'm not confident that I can do it, but I just got competitive. So let's just yeah. see what happens. The fifth build cast member in this. The fifth cast member. The fifth cast member is Barney. Katie Huffman. Oh. What year is this? 2001. Is it hairspray? No, oh it's God. it's the producers. 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 Damn it. Producers. Ben got that one. I'm assuming, I think he might have might have tied for sure. He might have won. And again, I'm not His, keeping score. Katie Huffman won the Tony for playing yeah. Ula. That's right. In in that one. In the in the yes. producers. Yeah. And the producers then won 12, 12 Tony Awards that year. Yes. So did you ever do the producers? No. No, you were you were cutting loose. 2001, I was, yeah, I was, yes. I was cutting okay. loose. No, 2001, we were closed by then. Thank, thank God. Um, <laughs> let's hear it for my girl. Uh, I feel like we're both winners. Good job. Yeah, that was fun. I like that game. Yay. Chris coming through with the games. If you have ideas for games for us, by all means, do send them to us, friends, because we're clearly up for anything. Yeah, we'll, we'll try anything. Yes, please. Wait. Speaking of people reaching out to us, we should go back and tell our listener friends uh, about the DM we got, the very niche DM that mm. we got about one of your your 11 o'clock number choices. And then we can talk mm. about our new our 5 to 1 11 o'clock numbers. Oh, good. Then that'll be a good segue. Correct. Uh, we did get a shout out this week um, from the first half of our 11 o'clock numbers countdown um, from Michael... And right. That's right. I just wanted to see if you knew. I was <laughs> and wrong about it. Uh, but you were and right. Michael and right uh, wrote in and and mentioned how my number 10 choice was You'll Never Walk Alone from Carousel. But we decided to listen to the Barbara Streisand version that came with complete gospel choir on it. And he made the stunningly gay observation that um, what Barbara does at the end of that was really the precursor for the end of defying gravity. Um, and to that, for that, we say that is very niche and very gay and well done, Michael. Well done, Michael. Thank you for, thank you for reaching out to us. <laughs> you complete us. You complete us. <laughs> I think, I think that's a great, uh, sweet opportunity for us to just dive into the countdown. Don't you? Oh yeah. Um, I'm so glad that we got the first five out of the way. I'm very excited about numbers five through one. I, they're big, big choices on this countdown. Um, I was thinking choices. about about eleven o'clock numbers though, and I was thinking about like what is it that's like so good? It's kind of the song that you're waiting the whole show to hear. Yeah, it's kind of the song totally. that you're. It's the reason that you're coming to that particular show in a lot of instances, not in all yeah. instances, but um, but you're like, oh gosh, at least some of the ones that I picked for this one should you Charles? can you recap for us your your 10 through 6 i would love to recap them um so my choices last week were number 10 through 6 was Le the legally blonde remix number That's 9 right. was i believe from book of mormon uh number 8 was she used to be mine from waitress number 7 was make them hear you from one of our uh shows from name that cast today ragtime and my number six choice was the I'll Cover You reprise from Rent. Still feeling really stupid that I didn't think about that one. Um, solid list. That's what I'm here for. That's exactly right. Point, counterpoint. That's right. 15, love. <laughs> that was a tennis reference. Girls, what were your choices? My choices were as follows. Number 10 was the aforementioned <laughs> You'll Never Walk Alone. Number nine was It All Fades Away from Bridges of Madison County. Number eight was If You Walk Into My Life from Mame. Number seven, what I did for love from a chorus line. And my number six was come to your senses from tick, tick, boom. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So now this is where it gets real meaty, real juicy. Yeah. Five. There can only be five in the top five, Charles. This is, oh. I have a tie. <laughs> well, I wait. have a tie. To start us I out with? I have a tie. Yes. You like that I'm the one who's constantly tying things, and I'm like, you can only yes. have five. You can have up to 13 in the top five exactly. in our world. Exactly, exactly. Do yeah. your worst. I love I it. I had Let's to do go. my tie for number five. 
Okay, so I did a tie for number five, and they're from the same show because one of these 11 o'clock numbers was not in the show originally. But now that it is in the show, it is a very dynamic, exciting moment between two of the lead characters. So my number five, and that's I'm going to play a little excerpt of that. But my number five is, first, I am changing, and second, listen from Dreamgirls the Musical. Because Listen was not, was it was only added after after the movie came out with Beyonce. And it was only a solo in the movie. And so when they adapted it for the stage, they made it a duet between Effie and Dina. Um, and I am playing the version from the West End Company, the live London recording, which is really cool. They spent like three days recording from the soundboard. Um, and yeah, it's Lisey LaFontaine and Amber Riley singing their titties off, basically. Bye bye, titties. Bye bye. <laughs> Chris, will you play our little our sample, please? The I mean, audience starts applauding five minutes before they're done singing that last note. Yeah. Yeah. And that's live. Like that is, that is live, live, live. Yeah. Can you, that it's, it's insane. Is an excellent <laughs> choice. I think it was an excellent choice to include it in the musical. I think it was brilliant yeah. to turn it into a duet. Yep. Um, it, it ups the ante. It makes it so impactful. Yeah. And it also, because in the original production, Dina doesn't really have an, as much of a defined arc as the other two characters. She doesn't, yeah. So I, it gives it gives her it gives her a nice, you know, she, she goes on a nice journey character-wise. She grows up, she has this sort of, you know, this this um not come to Jesus, but she, you know, she just a she catharsis. Has, she has a catharsis, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and I I do you remember on the Oscars the year the Dream Girls was out and Jennifer Hudson and Beyonce both came out to sing from the show? Yes. And you, you could feel the tension. Oh my God. You could feel the tension. Beyonce yeah. was like, uh, not today, bitch. I'm Beyonce. Yeah, exactly. I know that you're the hot new thing on the block, but you are not about to steal my moments. It exactly. was wild. It was fisticuffs. It was fisticuffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is my number five. I'm I'm really proud of the, both of those songs. I mean, listening to, to the two the two of them sing every night, I say this all the time, but it was such a gift and such a pleasure. Um, and that moment was like, it was like that every night. Well, I, I remember seeing it. Yeah. And I don't think I saw those two actresses. No, you saw Marisha but... Wallace and Brennan Lark, who were also incredible. Did you see, did yeah. you see Marisha? Yep. Yeah. I saw Marisha and Brennan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was just chills. Spine, spine tingling is what it was. It was very what exciting. Spine tingling. Um, all right. <clears throat> My number what you five. Got, Charles? Yes. Okay. Number five coming in hot. Um, this song came to me also from my years hanging out in piano bars because I was, it wasn't really on my radar before that. But what's interesting about this kind of akin to what your, what your number five choice was. Yeah. The song that I'm choosing was in the original musical of the show, but then they cut it for the, for the very famous film okay. of this show. And now it's back on Broadway. They've gone back to this song rather than the film 11 o'clock number. What is he talking about? I'm talking about Funny Girl. I'm talking about the music that makes me dance, which is the big final one last chance to blow the roof off the joint for yes. Miss Fanny Bryce situation. In the movie, they changed it to the song, My Man. Oh, my man, I love him so he'll never yep, know, yep. which is also a killer 11 o'clock number. Um yeah. 
but we're going to be purists about this today in this department and choose the music that makes me dance. Uh, and I listened to a few versions of it today and they're all good. It's just a really great, powerful song. I was even listening to the Leah Michelle version today. I was like, she, if you can sing it, it's going to have impact. Yeah. So my number five is the music that makes me dance from <laughs> funny girl. <laughs> that funny. Well, we don't have to listen to it. You guys can listen to it. Go oh, listen we're not? To it. Oh, okay. I was like pausing so that we were going to listen. Um, we didn't talk about this, but Funny Girl announced that they're closing in September also. Yeah. I, Leah Michelle was only supposed to stay through June, I think, June or July. And so she extended to September. And so I think that's like, they're not going to try to keep the show open without her, I guess, is what it sounds yeah. like. Um, so oh. the your timer starts now, people. <laughs> If you want to um, see Leah Michelle sing that song. I actually would like to see her in the show. Maybe I'll go see it. I would love to see September. her in the show. She's incredible. Um, are we at number four now? As far as I can tell. All right. My number four, I'm also going to listen to because it's one of my favorite shows and we talk about it all the time all the on time. Theater Countdown. Uh, I'm not even going to like pad it with anything because we love her and we love the show. My number four is I Know the Truth oh. from Aida. Come on. Come on. Again, I could have I could have gone with Easy as Life as well. Easy as Life, I consider um, a great 11 o'clock number. And it might be somewhere else if you subscribe to our other bonus episodes. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I know the truth for me is number four. Um, and I have to listen to it because I love the show so much. Mm -hmm. Take it away. You know what's so great about that number in the original staging is that she's completely still the entire time. Yes. She stood there while uh, these people came around and like sewed her into a dress and put a hat on her and just and undressed her. And she just has to stand completely still and like block them out and go through this. It's really and emotional. So when I when I was uh, when I was swinging the show on the road, I remember thinking, how is this woman singing the highest notes of her show as people are pulling and like fussing with her and tying these things on? And like, I would, you know, I would go on for different tracks at different points of the, of the tour. And if I didn't, if I hadn't gone on for a track, I would spend more time like trying to get her dress or whatever. And just like being like a jackass down there. And she would just, ah, you know what I mean? It was, it was Lisa Brescia on the road with us. Mm -hmm. And she, she was unflappable, unflappable. And yeah. it was like, you know, as one of the four um, sort of handmaids or whatever we were, um, you would be terrified because you didn't want to be the one to fuck up her song. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Can you imagine you just punch her in the back of the knee by accident? Yeah. And down? Or, like, or like, you know, that there would be times where there was one track that, that had more to do. And I would just you would just like try to get everything done in the right amount of time. So you don't want to leave. Like if if you got done early, you'd wait for the person who was still fascinating. It was just it was high stakes, high stress. Yeah. Yeah, I'm now having a lot of really fun fantasies about people accidentally. Oh God! Like stalking her in the head or making yeah. her drop the big the Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket. Yes, hat. the Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket. Bucket yeah. hat. I know. I know. Uh, Taylor Dane was in the show at one point and sang that. Yes. Um, and sang that really well. Strongest suit was not as exciting. Um, but she had she really sang that well. And then Adina. Adina. did that song as well yeah. um there but i love this song you know it's a very weird thing i took an acting like a singing actor workshop once like you know where you pay somebody to go work on your audition material for six weeks and yeah. the guys is actually a really great director named richard sabellico and he gave me he would select like five songs for you and he gave me i know the truth 
And I think I had already been in the show at that point. And I was like, well, that's a really interesting choice. So I had to like go through and like cut up all of the acting beats and the moments cool. and the motivation and the phrasing. And it's a, it's a real meal, but also what a weird song to hear on my voice, but you'll have to listen to my Ben sings the wrong songs album coming out. Uh, may never uh, on all and none, no platforms. None of the platforms on none of the, it'll be available on none of the platforms on may never. <laughs> How exciting. Yeah, that's a good choice. Thank um, you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone agrees. It is really <laughs> not exciting. Um, please drop us a note if you're really not excited too. <laughs> exactly. Um, my number four is, we talked about this on the first half of the list too, of songs that are a, a group number a choral yes. number that can be an 11 o'clock number because I tend to love just the belty bitches all the time. And that's where I, that's where my gay brain lives. My number four is so, oh, we're going to have so many, we're going to have a lot of crossover in this right. final four. Um, right. My number four is, and talk about, this is the song you've been waiting to hear the entire show. My number four is Revolting Children from Matilda. Number four is Revolting Children. It is a banger it is a bop it is everything that you want it's the moment that everything breaks and it's just this youthful psycho pop synthy crazy war anthem that's got all these kids singing and apparently a lot of adults dancing to on tiktok since the movie came out so that's the yes. kind of power this song has so i mean you can listen to it at the gym you should listen to it at the gym. You should listen to it whenever you're about to have a really intense conversation with your significant other. You know what I mean? Like pump, get yourself in the right headspace. Um, let's start that at about 144, if we could please, Chris. Revolting Children from Matilda. Get hype, revolting so children. Get hype. I need to I need to watch. I haven't seen the Netflix movie. It's really, really good. I loved That's it. That's what I hear. I know. Yeah. It's beautiful. They did away with a couple of songs from the secondary characters, like the the mother's song Loud and some of those. Um, but if you don't have Leslie Margarita, what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what so, I always say. I've been for years. Uh, <laughs> but it's really good. You should have a watch of it. Yeah. Snuggle up to your favorite gummy bear and have a have a night with Matilda on Netflix. I will. Sounds yeah. fun. <laughs> your favorite you, gummy bear. You accept this chilling challenge? I do. I do, Charles. Yeah. For you, anything. Um, all right, number three. And again, number three, a musical. I feel like I'm I'm I have like a very favorite, favorite arsenal of musicals and this is one of the songs from them that i talked about again all the time on theater countdown and we were talking about male 11 o'clock numbers because we spent so much time with our divas um that my number three is dedicated to the to the fellas and mm -hmm. it is american dream from miss saigon oh now it's kind of an atypical, again, this show to me has several 11 o'clock numbers. Um, but the engineer is such a great role in that show. And it's such a spectacle that to me, it's like, it's 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 a different, you know, it's sort of not your like straightforward 11 o'clock number, but the engineer really has his like full step out moment in that number. Um, and it's just like, I, to me, it was unexpected too for like, for where it comes in the show. I just feel like, wow, we have this huge, this big ass production number um, happening so close to the end. And it does become kind of a big razzly dazzly kick line 
full rockette old yeah. school musical theater moment fantasy fever dream in a musical that has none of that anywhere else yeah exactly it's really cool did you the the revival production they kind of staged it where as he was singing each new kind of line, they had him moving from pin spot to pin spot to pin yeah. spot across the stage as he was revealing more and more of his dream. And it was just so brilliant. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. I was really, I was excited that I got to see the original Broadway production as a kid. And then when I was in London working, I got to see the, the London revival production in, in 20, I saw it in 2015, I think, um, or 2016, 2015. Um, which is like, you know, childhood dreams coming true. Young Asmorette from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, getting to see one of her favorite shows as an adult working in the West End. I mean, um, come on. Yeah. No one gets no one gets to say that either. Then like working in the West End. <laughs> Did I ask you this before on the show? Do you have like a dual citizenship thing going on now? How you, uh, you I have a visa. You have a visa. I have a visa. I have an exceptional promise visa because I'm exceptionally promising. Is that what they call it? Yeah. It's kind of like the, we, we can't, this doesn't exist in <laughs> our country. We need, we can't, we don't have any Sheryls out here. That's right. Yeah. We're at a, we're at a deficit of Sheryls. So <laughs> give us your Sheryls and we'll give you access to, to jobs. Your finest. Your, oh my gosh. You're, you're one of um, the UK's greatest imports. That's right. That's right. That's going on my bio. Absolutely. That's the first line of it. Exactly. Shirley Gebra McKell uh, is one of the UK's most sought after imports. Uh, excellent choice. Thanks, Charles. And I had that, that was written down in my massive craziness here too. I love it. Um, my number three, and call me a basic bitch if you wanna, and I couldn't disagree with you, but talk about, it's the only song that you wanna hear in this musical, but I do love this song because <laughs> I'm a giant cheese ball. Uh, so my number three is Memory from Cats. I love the song Memory from Cats. I You're waiting for it the entire show. It's the, like, most people only really know that's, that song. And it became such a huge hit. And I was going through and I was listening to so many people, different people sing it. You know, Betty Buckley, uh, yes. Elaine Page. Uh, but I, if we wanted to listen to a, a second of it, I thought maybe we could listen to, uh, Nicole Scherzinger who played Grizabella in the UK in the yes. on the West end. And she played Grizabella, uh, and this, she did record it for an Andrew Lloyd Webber, like compilation album. Uh, and it's pretty damn amazing. Oh, I'm excited. I want to hear this. And that's the kind of job where you don't have to do anything but sing the 11 o'clock number. She comes True. on like two other times and you come out, you belt that song out and you're the lead of the show. I also she like loosens she... up her buttons and she sings uh -huh. that song. Mm -hmm. Don't you wish your pussycat was hot like her? Hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't um... know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make that rhetorical. <laughs> Is that where we've drawn the line? Um, <laughs> I also like that Nicole, and I just noticed this for the first time just now. I didn't know the look was spelled H U L O O K. Yeah, you see. But but she but she gives it a, which I also I appreciated the really loud note to the to the strong decrescendo, and then just holding the note. I love a decrescendo. It was yeah, and a really held like pianissimo 
sustain. Like, that was a, she. She can sing. Nicole Scherzer she can, can sing. sing. She can sing. I think there's video of her singing that too. You know who else sings the crap out of this? And I couldn't find a recording of recording, but I think there's YouTube video for sure. Heather Headley sings the living shit. Out oh, of I bet. In concert. I, yeah. Very yeah. exciting. Yeah. So that's it. You got to you got to give love to memory from cats. That's my I number three. That. Okay. Now things we are do really have... getting intense. Yeah, I I know it's you know this was this one this countdown this week and these last couple of weeks has been um, interesting because I feel like actually like this uh, my whole like fifteen to one and eleven through five you can hear if you subscribe um, eleven through like everything fifteen to one were all really stressful for me like sometimes mm -hmm. I like I'll have my top ten and it's like I'm like yeah for sure but a lot of these could have gone anywhere in this list mm -hmm. on any given day. Mm -hmm. that's um, the wonder of it all you get to choose that's the wonder of it all your list your life that's right it's my life my choices mm -hmm. um okay number two again this is one this is a song we've talked about before in a different context and it, there's different versions of it and different productions of it but my number two is i'm here from the color purple and i'm not playing anything because we've heard we've listened to it 70 11 times but you cannot deny that that is a strong AF 11 o'clock number. Do you have it on your, is, it, is that your number two? No. My number two is I'm here from the color purple. 100%. 100%. My number two is I'm here from the color purple. For reasons we've already countdown discussed. kindreds. Oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> Come and play at my countdown clubhouse. Oh my goodness. So I don't even have to tell you why. Yeah, we all know why. We all know why. Listeners, you know why. Yeah. And if you, yeah. I, I'm, I can't wait for, you know, one of my favorite versions. I don't think we talked about this version was the Fantasia version. Oh my gosh. Also unbelievable. I never, I didn't get to see her in the show, but uh. it, I, I'm getting goosebumps talking about something I didn't even see. Like every, the way people would talk about her performance, it was her. Shaka Khan was in the show at one point. Remember that? No, Jennifer Holiday was Jennifer Holiday. No, Jennifer. Yes. Holiday was, yes. Yes. Jennifer Holiday came in and played Shogavery. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Heather Hadley. Shaka Khan was in the first, was in the original Broadway production at she one was? point. She I, I, Yes. Right? Who did, who did Shaka Khan play? Sophia, I like it. Yeah. I think she played Sophia. Oh, for sure. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> Hell no, she did. That's right. Uh, through the fire, through the minutes to the wire. No? Is that right? Shaka people? Nope. It's not. It was shaka-ing how wrong that was, but. Oh, right, right in my heart. That was a good one. Um, all okay, right. so that was our number two. So now Great it's around to number one. Great minds. Great. Okay. I want this you to tell me your number one because I want to see really? the same number one. I don't think we're going to. We I probably think that, won't. I think we're going to split on this one because, yeah. because we've talked about, I think that I'm giving you full basic bitchery in this or fuel full purist in this okay um because i do think that it kind of set the standard for what an 11 o'clock number should be and is the whole reason for the musical and i like when an 11 o'clock number is a complete nervous breakdown and there's lots of those but this is the ultimate i'm having a complete nervous breakdown um so my number one, I'm going to give it to Rose's turn from Gypsy. Of course the you are. 11, of course I am. And you can see it a mile away, but I'm doing it. I'm owning it. And I think we should listen to a little bit of it. And it's, I like it too, because I like when a, an 11 o'clock number goes back and includes the I want song yeah. in it. Yep. Right. They go back and tie the beginning of moment and where we've ended and they put them together in a new dramatic fashion. I think that makes for really great drama. And as it turns out, I'm into that sort of thing. So let's listen to, <laughs> you know, she's my favorite. So let's just listen to Bernadette Peters have a complete breakdown on Mama's, on Rose's turn. Someone tell me, well, is it my turn? Don't I get a dream for myself? Starting now, it's gotta be my turn. Gateway world, get off of my runway. Starting now, I bet a thousand. This time, boys, I'm taking the thousand.
total breakdown now here. Yeah. For me! I mean, yeah, that's, that's it. That's, that is, that is the 11 o'clock number. Yeah. She's having a complete nervous breakdown. She's having a complete nervous breakdown. Yeah. What a vocal though. What a, what a fucking vocal. She is going through it. And because if you listen, if you listen to Merman sing it, it all just sounds big and Mermany and show busy. And Bernadette sounds like she's getting disemboweled. You know what I mean? Like she just sounds like she's being tortured, and that's I don't know. That's I like it that way. Satisfying, yeah, very satisfying really as an audience member. Mm-hmm. If you're not yeah. getting, if you don't sound like you're getting disemboweled, I want my money back. It's expensive. That's what I always say. It's uh-huh. expensive. Absolutely. <laughs> For the if you price don't... of tickets, this you know, in this economy, I just feel like we need disembowelment. Is that mm-hmm. is that the word? Absolutely, disembowelment, or what has been the point? That's right. And I didn't feel any major disembowelment in Bad Cinderella. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Ultimately. Same. All right. Wait, now what is yours going to be? Wait, okay. hold on. Can I can I make guesses? No. You can absolutely. Right. Yeah, I, I dare you to guess. Huh. No, but then I don't want to take away the thunder if I get it. I mean, it'll still be thunderous. Okay, good. Uh, is it Home from the Wiz? Motherfucker, how did you get that in the first (laughs) guess? Because because I didn't know where to put it on my list and it had to go on the list somewhere. So, all right, no. Hold on. Now pretend like I never said that and build no, it up. No, well, I, I mean, I can, my why is very, it's, it's, it's a personal why that grows into a universal why. But um, I first, I think this was my first um, introduction to what an 11 o'clock number what is. And it was because when I was, I've talked about this before, it's my, the first musical that I ever did, I was 11 or 12 and I just gone to a new school. We did an all girls production of The Wiz Winchester Thurston in Shadyside, Pennsylvania. Um, and I got to play Dorothy. And it was the first time, but like I didn't have the terminology for it, but I remember like getting to sing home at the end and going, Oh, this is like soon as I get home and then home. Like there's a connection between the two. And so it's like it's to your, you know, it's 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 reinforcing your point about like incorporating the I want song into into the 11 o'clock number. And I was not on my list at first. Because of oh. where it falls in the show, because it falls right, it happens right at the end of the show. So I was like, does this count? And then as I sort of like let myself sort of, um, I sort of like le- loosened up on the on the reins a bit. But it it is an eleven o'clock number, and it completely is like a a, a callback to to the I want song in Act One. So as soon as I get home, which is also another favorite song of mine. But um, yeah, so that was the that was my first musical that I was ever a part of, and then. It was my first professional job. I did the show with Billy Porter in Pittsburgh. Um, I skipped the prom to be in a musical. And then I did the show uh, in 2009 and Ashanti was my Dorothy. We did it at City Center Encores with um, Tommy Kale and Andy Blankenbuehler and uh, a bunch of my friends from In the Heights. Um, and then I did The Wiz Live and Shanice Williams was our Dorothy. And so I've, this show has been a part of me for most of my life. And I love this song so much. And it's just, it's just, it is the greatest 11 o'clock number in my opinion. And it's my life and my list and my choices. I know I I couldn't pick one. I didn't, I went, I went through the Stephanie Mills. I like, which version do you want to hear? Do you want to hear Stephanie Mills? Do you know, I love the Stephanie Mills, but I, that Shanice Williams. Yeah. I was going to say, it's pretty, she does it because it's in a song that so many people sing because it's so wonderful. You're like waiting for how somebody really makes it their own. And I feel like she did. Yeah. And to me, Shanice, because they cast it. So it really age appropriately. There's something about working with Shanice too, you know, they did a nationwide search. That's how she got the role. And so they, they, they found Shanice from a nationwide search and hearing her discover all of these songs and, and, and who, and what they were in her voice was really special to watch. She was like, what, 19. Now she's like, a, a, 
huge star, but this was, it was exciting to watch her sort of have this, um, experience all this discovery and, and like grow up before our eyes, really. So yes, I think Shanice is the one that we want to hear. That's what the music is all about. mention that Stephanie Mills played Aunt M in this production. So imagine singing that song with Stephanie Mills, who originated the role there with you. She was so sweet with her. And, uh, you know, she like Shanice just had all of these aunties around her. <laughs> she, had, like, she had Mary J. Blige and she had Queen Latifah, like all of these, all of these incredible powerhouse uh, actresses and singers uh, around her. But but Stephanie Mills, who was the original Dorothy on Broadway, was there. It was really cool. It's a really cool full circle. Experience. I loved that they brought her in. I know. A, yeah, I just thought that was such a brilliant homage. I and I, I just thought, I just thought that whole the the Wiz life was magical. I thought it was so good. I've said that before, but I love it. Well, friends, that's it. Those those are the definitive best eleven o'clock <laughs> numbers of all time. Cheryl's ever we've done it period. Again. We've done it. <laughs> May if you disagree, by all means, let us know. Let us know what we've missed. But the tr the truth is, we may not have we may not have missed it at all. It may end up on our 15 through 11 list, which you can very easily listen to for a low low price if you just subscribe on Spotify or iTunes, or That's if right. you join us on Patreon, and you'll get to spend even more time with us. And it is and really fun. More. It is fun. It is yeah. fun. I can't recommend us highly enough. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, Charles. All right. It's been a blast. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Shall we? Shall uh huh. <laughs> uh you have one, two, three. And, and scene. scene. Bye.